Thanks for tuning in to Mysteries of the Mind, a podcast revealing the way our unconscious minds shape our lives. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Bader. I want to talk today about what I call the myth of the spoiled child. A spoiled child usually refers to a child who we think, you know, gets everything he or she wants, usually material things, or a child whose appetites seem to be endlessly indulged by parents who just don't ever seem to say no. And so, this story goes, these kids then grow up to be entitled and self-centered. They're usually unlikable, bratty children who we believe are likely to grow up to become unlikable, selfish adults. The problem with this story is that the notion that these kids get everything they want and that such gratification harms their development is based on fundamental misunderstandings about children, about what they need, about the nature of gratification itself, and about what causes kids and later adults to develop a sense of entitlement. In other words, it's wrong in every way. Let's start with the issue of what children need from their parents in order to develop in a healthy way. Simply put, kids need two things, two interrelated things. They need empathy and they need to be appreciated as separate individuals. First and foremost, children need empathy. You know, and empathy is different than sympathy. Empathy is feeling what someone else feels. It's seeing the world from the other person's point of view. Sympathy is feeling sorry for that person. Children need parents who are empathic, who are attuned to them. And they also need parents who appreciate them for being individuals. In other words, children need to be recognized and loved for the way that they're different and special. Children need to be seen, in other words, for the ways they're unique. And children look to their parents for these two qualities, these two experiences. And when they get them, this is the true moment of gratification. When they get these two things, they feel secure, they can grow up able to give these things to others. In other words, they grow up healthy. They don't become narcissistic and entitled. So we have to change our view of gratification. Think about it this way. When a child skins her knee, and comes home crying, and her mother is empathic and acknowledges the child's suffering with compassion, this response is gratifying. It gratifies a deep need in the child. Giving the child a present does not. In fact, we often see parents give children gifts, as we know, physical objects, as a substitute for genuine empathy. Unable to attune themselves to what their child is actually feeling uh, inside, Parents may often resort to satisfying the children's superficial need for, for example, for toys. Material things or things like sweets are substitutes for the real thing. Similarly, when parents recognize their child's difference, their child's special strengths and weaknesses, strengths and weaknesses different than the parents, the child feels special in a way that leads to a heightened self-esteem. When a child is only gratified or seen on the parent's terms, that child feels neglected and then might well develop a sense later on of entitlement. Their need for a special type of recogni- recognition, you see, is being frustrated. 
and they may then spend their life seeking or demanding that they get it from others. When gifts, uh, things, are given without regard to what the child really needs, without regard to what's really going on inside the child, that child feels bribed and feels strangely invisible even in the midst of a lot of toys. Such a child is actually being deprived, you see, not spoiled. So I see the classic spoiled child as one who is actually a victim of neglect, of deprivation, not someone whose life is too easy, but whose life is hard, absent as it is of empathy and recognition. There's another uh, very particular dimension of the spoiled child that bears further examination, I think, and that's the experience often seen in these cases of never being told no. Parents in these cases have a great difficulty saying no to their children, of setting limits on the child's behavior through a calm and consistent expression of parental authority. Paradoxically, the absence of this, the inability, in other words, to say no, isn't a sign that the child is being spoiled, but is actually another form of deprivation. When a parent can't say no, the child is deprived and suffers an insidious form of neglect. See, these parents often feel uncomfortable, even guilty, about appearing to deprive their child of something the child wants or wants to do. In the parent's mind, saying no is experienced as, well, it's almost a hostile act. In some cases I've seen, for example, the parents are both working a lot outside the home and are already feeling guilty about neglecting their kids. And to set limits then, when they are home, feels like rubbing salt in the wound. So what's the harm being done? Well, children want their parents to be strong. When a parent can't say no, the child experiences this as weakness, experiences this as weakness, and starts to feel that he or she, the child, is too strong. The result is guilt. The child grows up feeling guilty about pushing the parent around. When the parent is strong and says no in a clear and assertive way, the child actually feels safe and cared for. So we should all be cognizant of what children actually need. When a child throws a tantrum, racing around trying to satisfy that child is experienced often as weak, providing a firm and empathic, I guess what you would call holding environment, is what is actually gratifying to the child, despite appearances to the contrary. Thanks for listening to Mysteries of the Mind podcast. To learn more about how your unconscious mind really works, please tune in next time. And be sure to visit Dr. Bader's website at michaelbader.com.